1: Welcome to the Career Confidant. We're happy to have you here today. Today we're going to be talking about one of the perhaps oldest and yet based on what I see happening for people at work, maybe most least used resource. For being a better communicator and being more influential at work. Now, it's been a while since we talked about power and influence. So, before we dive into this topic, just want to reiterate the fact that influence is not about manipulation, influence is not about getting people to do something that they don't want to do necessarily influences about being able to get people excited to do something that needs to be done influences about being able to get people on your side in, in a good way so that you can get things done so that you can get where you need to go in your career and it always ends up having this little edge of, ooh, I'm using people, but it doesn't work if that's how you're approaching it. So please keep that in mind as we talk about this and it'll come up it'll come up again and again as we talk through this resource. So every once in a while I like to do maybe it's an audio book review. A quick overview of a really great resource that maybe you've forgotten about, maybe you've never really actually read, even though you've heard about it, or maybe it's it's been a while since you picked it up yourself. So today we're going to talk through how to win friends and influence people. And even that whole title sounds a little off-putting, perhaps, to some of us. But let's dive in and really look at what value this book has to bring to you now this is a interesting book to read because it's some ways a history lesson in addition to a self-help book, help book um, because it was written a long time ago right It's a, it's a Dale Carnegie classic and it was let me see if I can find it here initially published in 1936 So 1936, and yet all of the lessons in here, although the stories may be old, and for me that's kind of fun, the outcomes, the lessons, the morals still hold true in business and really in everyday life today. So the first part of this that we're going to talk about are ways that you can really have skills in building relationships. I think this is one of the other myths that we buy into is that you're either good with people or you're not. You're either charismatic or you're not. It's a natural thing. That's really not true. There are Perhaps you can be more natural. It can come more naturally to you. It, it may be easier for some people than others, but the idea that any of these ideas or, or skills are something you either have or don't is getting in your way. It's a story you're telling yourself so that you don't have to work on these skills. Ponder that. So how do we build our skills in relationship building. Seems easy, seems obvious, seems like something that we shouldn't have to work on. And yet most people I've met have some room to grow here. And it is the most influential thing in your career growth. So if you're wanting to grow your career, build your business, whatever it is, I can guarantee you that it will depend on relationships, your ability to build relationships, and your ability to maintain those relationships for it to work. First principle here, if you want to gather honey, don't kick over the beehive. In other words, if you want something from someone, don't be mean to them. This is the... Classic story of working with someone in customer service and what happens to them if you are mean. What happens in that situation if you're mean? And I don't know if any of you have experienced this before, but I've flown quite a bit in the last few years and I've seen things happen that probably go against airline policy when someone is nice. I've seen things happen that are also probably against airline policy in some ways, but also strict to the line of policy when someone is mean. So you're standing there, you're getting ready to board the plane. Maybe the plane's door is about to close and someone runs up to the counter, needs on the plane How do they get on the plane? What happens if they're really nice, apologetic, maybe even complimentary? What happens when they're mean, when they're rude, when they yell, when they say, you changed the gate and didn't tell anybody? They're less likely to get on that plane, right? And this is maybe counterintuitive. Um, Maybe we think... It doesn't it shouldn't matter, right? It's the policy. But if you watch customer service happen and and you experience this yourself, you know that getting what you want often happens when you are nice. That's the way that we as people work. We like to help people who are nice to us. We like to give things to people who are nice to us. And when we are rude, when we're mean, it usually doesn't work in our, on our behalf. So the example that Carnegie uses in the book, um, one of the examples at least goes to parenting and our perhaps knee-jerk reaction at times to criticize as, as parents I think we have that same knee-jerk reaction as a manager, as a leader, to criticize, to help people by telling them what they're doing wrong. And the limits of the success of that approach are well-documented in many books. This is just one of them. So when you're feeling that desire to criticize or condemn or complain Consider how giving positive feedback, positive encouragement may actually achieve the same goals. Do you really need to point out what that person did wrong? Now, there's a whole segment of the population that this is really their natural inborn knee-jerk reaction. They're going to have to work really hard to do this differently differently. When you look at personality types, people naturally appreciate or naturally pick apart. I don't criticize, right? It's uh, all in the way we see things. And for those of you in the population who fall into that almost half natural group, where it comes more more naturally to criticize, to point out what's wrong, to point out how people could do it better, this is going to be our challenge. Is realizing that that actually doesn't serve the purpose we think it does and how can we approach it differently to get the outcome that is a better outcome for everyone in terms of improving whatever it is we're working on. People are not driven to improve because you point out what is wrong. People are not driven to improve because you point out what is wrong or what they're doing wrong. So a false belief, perhaps, that we have. The second piece that Carnegie points out in being more effective with dealing with people is to give honest, sincere appreciation. So this is where we start to poke holes in the idea that having influence is about manipulation because this whole chapter talks about how it doesn't work unless it's sincere honest appreciation and when we're giving this feedback there's a a lot of articles about this as well that when you're giving feedback and positive feedback you want it to be specific about how the person's character or value their humanness added to the value So talking about their traits or actions are are okay, but the more that we can appreciate and and spell out our appreciation for who they are as a human, the deeper and more impactful that appreciation will be. This goes to, to what Carnegie talks about in terms of our need to feel important. So we want to feel, all of us, all of us want to feel important and we will react better with teams and with leaders who give us that feeling of importance, that deep appreciation for what we we as a human bring to the situation. So think about those times when you sat across from someone And really felt engaged, really felt appreciated. And think about what they were appreciating about you. Notice that the next time you get that feeling of, wow, this person's really listening to me. Or, wow, this person's really charismatic. It's most likely because they're doing a good job of appreciating something very core to who you are in a very sincere way if you want to feel charismatic or have people react to you as if you are charismatic try doing this appreciate people value people verbally recognize the value that the people you're talking to bring to a situation uh, bring to life in in a very deep and sincere way you'll be surprised at how doing this changes their reaction to you almost immediately so if there's someone at work that you are struggling with if there's someone at work that you don't just really seem to get along with verbally genuinely appreciate something about them and and at as deep of a level as you can go in terms of their humanness not their actions or their tasks and see how it changes the dynamic between the two of you. So give that honest, sincere appreciation. The third principle of the getting along with people, building relationships that Carnegie has here, goes into how we communicate with people on a daily basis. This chapter has a lot of letter Um, letter examples, which today would probably be email examples. And the idea here is to connect with what the other person wants, to really understand what the other person wants instead of being focused on what we want. So when you are thinking about Getting to consensus as a group, you do that by finding a common ground, right? You do that by finding what does everyone in the group want? And that's very simply the principle that he's talking about here. How can you base a a decision, base a conversation around what you know the other person is interested in to build that rapport, to build that relationship and have that common ground. So we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue looking at these really timeless principles from Dale Carnegie that you can apply to be a better communicator. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
2: Managing to make a difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. America business Channel.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Marie at a strategic Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking about Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People tips that you can apply to be more effective at work, have better outcomes in your your work and perhaps even in your personal life. So, when we're thinking about these first three principles and you know, the language here. The fundamental techniques in handling people. I really think they're fundamental techniques in getting along with people for positive outcomes for everyone. Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Give honest, sincere appreciation. Arouse in the other person an eager want, which pretty much means find out what the other person wants and how you can help them get it in the, maybe in the, course of also getting what you want so I, perhaps ironically there was an article on ink they don't date, date their articles but how to win arguments without making enemies how to win arguments without making enemies on ink.com and it goes through this situation where joe and jane want to spend the marketing budget on two different things so joe wants to spend it on a trade show and Jane wants to spend it on their website so instead of each person arguing their point Jane who is the manager takes up Joe's position and explains why a trade show would be a a benefit right so Jane instead of arguing and saying no, we don't need to do a trade show. That's a bad idea. Criticizing and can you know criticizing and condemning, complaining perhaps. Instead of doing that, Jane gives honest appreciation for Joe's case. This is why you you want this in a positive and productive way, making that case, and then goes into saying. You know, well, let's think about some other points there. And, you know, this article then has Jane pointing and poking all the holes in it, which I'm not sure Carnegie would agree with. And then talking about the positives of the website. The way Carnegie maybe would have recommended doing this instead would be to appreciate what you're getting out of a trade show, Find what that person really wants out of that trade show, right? Are they looking for leads? Maybe ask how many leads they would hope to get, what type of leads. Really find out what Joe wants out of that trade show. And then present the website idea as a possible way to reach those goals instead. And maybe even get them without some of the negatives that Joe could see in the trade show. So it's all of this idea of, instead of condemning or criticizing, we're seeing what the value of that idea might be, what do they really want out of that idea, what, again, arousing that eager want, figuring out what it is that the goal really is of, of the trade show, and then presenting the idea of the website as a way to reach that goal, and perhaps even a better way to reach that goal as the ink article points out, then you're doing constructive problem solving. You're looking for the best solution instead of arguing between the solutions to point poke holes and, and figure out what's not great. You're looking for the best in both situations and trying to figure out which one reaches the ultimate goals that hopefully you share in common and can that way move towards something that is a, a, a win-win, if you will. So that's the idea behind that section, that we are better off long-term and short-term in our relationships and in problem-solving if we don't criticize, condemn, or complain, if we give that honest, sincere appreciation for the other person, their idea, their actions, and then figure out what they want and how we can help them achieve that goal. So the second part of the readings here from Dale Carnegie, six ways to make people like you, with the caveat that all of these require us to to be authentic and to actually care about the other person, and in fact, that is the first principle here, is to become genuinely interested in other people. So this first story that he tells in this section is he goes to a networking event and asks someone a a question about what they are doing, what they do, what they like to do. And he says that they talk for hours. In fact, I think he says that they talk for four hours about themselves. And when they're getting ready to leave the event, that person tells Dale that he's a wonderful conversationalist. So after four hours of being talked at about this person's work and life, the person tells Dale that that he is a wonderful conversationalist. This is why when you're getting ready to go to a networking event, the whole idea of worrying too much about what you're going to say about yourself is somewhat silly because having charisma, being a great conversationalist has a lot more to do with asking good questions, finding areas of connection to that person's passion, interest, and then being a good listener and actually really listening in being engaged, being interested. When we can do that, we achieve the number one goal, which is to build the relationship to have that person be engaged with us. And Dale goes on to tell another story of he meets someone else. They talk the whole time. They tell him he's a great conversationalist. And then they refer business to him even though they know very little about him, because they like him. When you are in a a job interview, when you're networking internally or or externally, keep this in mind, that it's not about how much the person knows about you that's going to let them be engaged in your process, be engaged in helping you. It's really whether they like you or not. And people will like you when you are genuinely interested in them. One of my favorite networking fail stories was a a person that I knew who would go to networking events and had their pitch down, right? That elevator pitch that is one of my least favorite things we talk about in the careers industry, they had their pitch down and they would tell people that this is what they did. And it was pretty scientific. It was pretty detailed. They went on and on about it. And most of the time people just tuned out and they couldn't figure out why their networking wasn't working. Why, you know, they weren't getting any traction with getting assistance, having people help them in their job search. And this is why. Because one, people I don't think for the most part really understood what she did, even though this was how most of her time was spent networking. And two, because that's not really how people engage with us. They engage with us and they like us when we are genuinely interested in them, which makes it a lot easier for those of you who are introverted to network Because it's really not about what you say. It's about having genuine interest in people. And then the second principle, very simply, to smile. I wish I would have read this book earlier. I remember leaving my university experience and being told by someone that I respected that I smiled too much and that it would be a hindrance in my professional growth. And uh, Dale would argue with that, his second principle there being to smile. So we can be interested in people, ask, listen, be engaged in what they're saying, smile. The third thing, to use a person's name and the exact words here. Remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound. In any language. I've probably told this story before, but one of the most impactful things someone said to me in, in my career was that not remembering a person's name wasn't about tricks or mnemonic devices. It was really about caring. And when you actually cared about that person, when you were interested in them, as Dale suggests, you really care about them. You're going to remember their name. When people say they're not good at remembering names, when you hear that, when you hear it coming out of your own mouth, what it probably means is that when you meet people, you are caught up in your own stuff. That doesn't mean we're narcissistic or, or selfish. It's just what happens when we're in an anxiety-creating situation is we tend to be in our own head, be in our own stuff, that's preventing you from really hearing someone's name. When you slow all of that down, when you be present at that event, at that conversation, and you really focus in on caring about the other person, you'll find that it actually becomes a lot easier pretty quickly. You can still use the tricks and devices, but you might find you don't need them. When you walk into a conversation, when you walk into an event with the genuine purpose of being interested in that other person, being focused on them, it's an easy way. It's not easy, but it's not all about um, some kind of charm or charisma that we have to have. Simply doing that will make you charismatic and will make you have some of those intangibles that you want to have to build better relationships and to have more influence over your career direction. So we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll continue going through Dale's principles here that you can apply to improve your own relationships. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
0: Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to
2: schedule your complimentary consultation. Alcohol contributes to America socially, economically, and culturally. But alcohol also impacts our health, safety, and quality of life. On Alcohol Across America, each week we present recurring issues related to community, liability litigation, social and college drinking, and the alcohol industry. Join host Dr. Brad Krever and his co-hosts every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Higher education faces lots of changes. If you are a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune into Big Beacon Radio,
0: transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher
2: education. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand
0: 24-7. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Great Timeless tips that you can use to have better relationships with other people and have more influence to achieve goals that your company needs to achieve or that perhaps you need to achieve in your career. So, we talked about the first three principles in basic good relationships don't criticize, condemn, or complain, give honest, sincere appreciation. And arouse in the other person an eager want or pay pay attention to what they want and figure out how to help them get it. Then we've gone into how we can get people to like us. So become genuinely interested in other people. This doesn't work if it's fake or false. So... One of my other favorite networking examples is going to an event early on when I started my business, and there was a financial salespeople walking around and asking everyone, you know, oh, it's nice to meet you. How can I help you today? And it was a very canned delivery. It was kind of slimy and derpy. There was nothing sincere about it. It wasn't that he really wanted to help you. It was his intro line to his own sales pitch it just it didn't go well it didn't work because it wasn't genuine he wasn't genuinely interested in what you did or how he could help you it was you talk first so then i can throw my spiel at you doesn't work smile it's an easy one use a person's name focus on when you're really interested in them this will be easier and then he goes into being a good listener, and this goes right around along with being genuinely interested in other people in In here he says, "If you aspire to be a good conversationalist, be an attentive listener to be interesting, be interested. Ask questions that other persons will enjoy answering. Encourage them to talk about themselves and their accomplishments. So this isn't just listen. It's ask questions they will enjoy answering. And you really have to be listening to do that. Um, People often give me feedback that I'm a good listener and recently had some holes kind of poked in that because I think I'm a good listener in some situations where that's kind of my role, but I'm not necessarily a good listener in other situations. So we're working on this one. Asking people questions they'll be ready and interested in answering really requires that that we're listening and paying attention to what they're interested in. And it's in this section, actually, that he talks about listening to someone for hours and then having them call him a good conversationalist. Talk in terms of the other person's interests. So this goes back to his idea of finding the other person's eager want to really figure out what other people's interests are to talk about that of course it's nice if you can find a common interest then you can both have a lively conversation about it but he talks about that he you know found out that someone was interested in something and that's where he directed the conversation. So whether that was the Boy Scouts or the International Greeters is his example here. I don't think, I don't know that that exists anymore. Maybe it does. Hotel Greeters of America. And so he finds out what other people are interested in, asks them questions about it, and is able to find that that connection Be a good listener. Do all of the other skills because he's talking in terms of that person's interest. Then the last tip, how to make people like you instantly. Make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. And for my typical audience here thinking about careers, The last example in this chapter is great. I'm just going to read it to you. So a restaurant owner in France used this principle and saved his restaurant the loss of a key employee. This woman had been their employee for five years and was a vital link between the owner and his staff of 21 people. He was shocked to receive a resignation letter from her advising him of her resignation. The owner reported that he was surprised and disappointed because he was under the impression that he had been fair to her and receptive to her needs. So if you've been a leader and you've experienced this, where you think you've been fair to someone, you think that you've answered their concerns, you know, kind of those surface-level pieces, perhaps, and maybe even felt like they were a friend. But he realizes that he had taken her too much for granted and maybe was more demanding of her than other employees. So he goes to her and he says, I I could not, of course, accept this resignation without some explanation. So he takes her aside and says, Paulette, you must understand that I cannot accept your resignation. You mean a great deal to me and to this company. You are as important to the success of this restaurant as I am. And he said it in front of the whole staff. So then he has you know, the end of the story here, that she withdrew her resignation and he's able to rely on her as never before. This idea of expressing sincere appreciation, sincere recognition in a way that works for that person, so not everyone maybe would like the public way that this was done. You have to know your people a little bit there but that sincere appreciation is something that people don't really get that often. It's something we forget to do. It's something that's free. You can give to anyone who helps you along the way. So job seekers will often say, you know, I feel like I'm using my network. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm ask, ask, ask. There's an easy way to turn the tables there and, Give them sincere appreciation for their help in whatever way they're able to help in their time for listening in their help in brainstorming, uh, of course, in any introductions that they might be able to make, but giving that sincere appreciation, being specific, tying it to who they are as a human, not just to the action itself, is a gift that they aren't going to get that often and will really be appreciated more than, than you may know and more perhaps than something you could, quote unquote, do for them. Sincere appreciation. So, not rocket science. It just takes conscious effort to become genuinely interested in other people to change that, that story we have, that networking or moving up in our career is all about someone knowing certain things about us. It's really about them liking us, and for that, we want to be genuinely interested in them, to smile, to use their name, which will come along easier when we're genuinely interested in them, To be a good listener, encourage others to talk about themselves. Talk in terms of their interests. Find those common interests. Know what their interests are and and ask questions that help them be able to share that interest. And then make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. So these points are very focused on getting the other person to be comfortable with you, to get you comfortable with them by allowing you to get to know them better. It's all about relationships. And when we're talking about moving forward in our career or building our business, no matter what the goal you might have is, the people who are your champions, the people who are your in your network, in your company, they are the people that are going to help you get where you want to go. They're the people that are going to help you achieve those goals. And real, strong, authentic relationships is going to be the the main cornerstone to achieving any of those goals. So the next section here, and we'll go through this fairly quickly because we don't have too much time, it's how to win people over to your way of thinking, how to influence, if you will, if there's a a decision to be made or our example there with Joe and Jane trying to decide how to spend the marketing budget. Principle one, the, the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. The idea here being that when... We get into an, an argument um, where one person is convinced of their side and the other person is convinced of their side. It really doesn't work. Um, <laughs> one of the quotes in this part of the book. As I look back now, I wonder how I was able to sell anything. I lost years of my life in scraping, scrapping, and arguing. I keep my mouth shut now. It pays so this idea that instead of convincing others of of something that we are we're we're handling that argument differently so welcome the disagreement hearing the other person's side giving the opportunity It says, perhaps this disagreement is your opportunity to be corrected before you make a serious mistake. So maybe not always assuming that we're right. Distrust your first instinct, control your temper, listen first, and look for areas of agreement. So it kind of goes back to some of the other pieces that we've already been talking about. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we will finish up talking through how we can win friends and influence people. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
0: The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Welcome back to a Career Confidant. Today, we've been going through some of Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. And just to kind of go through somewhat quickly, because a lot of these ideas are related, how to win people to your way of thinking. We want to avoid that argument, and a lot of these principles help you do that, showing respect for the other person's opinions. If you are wrong, admit it. Begin in a friendly way. Get the other person saying yes. So this is kind of a a sales strategy as well to get them to agree on what they want what they need having that reaction of yes so when you're in a situation where there might be an argument you can get them to say yes to what everyone wants the outcome to be or you know find those areas that are going to be of agreement and start with those so that you can get everyone saying yes from the outset. Let the other person do the talking. Let them feel that it's their idea. That's an important one for leaders. You know, your, your staff are going to have a lot more ownership and a lot more passion in doing something if they feel like it's their idea. Try honestly to see things from the other's point of view. So it's not just about pretending that you see it or pretending that you like their opinion, but actually honestly do that. And, you know, appeal to nobler motives. There's a whole section on dramatizing your ideas, you know, kind of selling the the value of, of the alternatives, if you will. So good principles there. The section that um, for leaders really goes into how you handle when you have to f- lead someone, which might mean that you have to provide criticism. And of course, the first principle here, everyone is aware of that we begin with the praise and honest appreciation call attention to the mistakes indirectly. So when I'm thinking about um, a mistake that someone made, I might call attention to the outcome and not necessarily their mistake. Sometimes you can draw attention to a failure in the process. You know, if there's ways that you can make it not a personal attack on someone, someone's actions, the most, um, the more indirectly you can do that, the better it will go over with that other person and the more they'll be able to take away from the feedback that you're giving them. Talk about your own mistakes before criticizing the other person. Of course, that has to be sincere and you're actually admitting to, to a mistake that, that you made. Ask questions instead of giving direct orders. So the the power of asking questions to help them perhaps see their mistake instead of feeling like you have to uh, explain every little detail around it. Is there a way that you can let them save face so they don't have to publicly be criticized for whatever mistake was made and then praise, praise, praise praise improvements, praise every improvement to really help them get the positives to make up for whatever negative feedback you may have to give constructive feedback you may have to give and make that praise public so that they have a positive reputation to live up to. Make it so that they feel like every mistake can be corrected. That's the give encouragement piece. And then make the other person happy about doing the things that you're suggesting. So make them see the value in doing it the way that you're suggesting. Help them find the value in Uh, achieving that goal through the the encouragement that you're giving them, through the positive feedback that you're giving them, so that they can see the positives in taking the the actions. I think this is interesting because I've seen people pick parts of this book out and say certain things like, you know, never criticize. And sometimes you can take that to the nth degree, right? Where you ask them a point blank question about something and they won't give you an honest answer because they don't want to criticize. There's good principle in that. And you still want to figure out how you can answer people's questions (laughs) um, and be responsive, even though you may not want to do it negatively. How can you say it in, in a constructive way? How can you speak to process instead of person? Or, you know, the benefit of this is the drawbacks of it are, whatever it might be. The other times that I've seen these principles perhaps not so effectively used is when people ask questions and never share anything of themselves. So part of the charisma, part of being that great listener is to give other people the opportunity to talk. And a relationship means that you're both sharing, you're both talking. So the examples that Dale gives in here of meeting someone in a networking event and they talk the whole time, you know, that's the start of a relationship. If And when he continues those conversations, there would be more of a conversation. You don't want to be that person who's always asking how everyone else is, but don't ever answer at all when they ask you how you are. It's that two-way street. People want to feel like you are also a person and, and you're sharing about yourself. Where we can go off the rails is getting caught up in that and not balance it with having interest in the other person and asking questions listening to them in that in that conversation so as you're going forward in your relationships to be conscious of taking interest in other people asking great questions being a good listener and not getting so caught up in what your pitch is or what you're going to say If you could go to a networking event and meet three people where you genuinely listened to what they were saying, you asked great questions, you found out what they were interested in, you'd probably walk away from that event feeling yourself, that better connection, that kind of high of being a good conversationalist because we feel it on both sides when this happens. And charisma the idea of charisma, the idea of winning people over is really about that, making them feel like they're important, making them feel like they're the only one in the room that you're listening to or looking for when you're in that conversation. And having that focus, taking the focus off of being known, knowing what you're going to say, can be a little bit freeing. So I encourage you to try it the next time you're at a networking event and I look forward to hearing how it goes. You can always reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E at Career Thought Leaders and I look forward to seeing you right back here next week on The Career Confidant.
0: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant.